happy Pride Month, otherwise known as let us run around the White House South Lawn topless and naked because we need clout and attention. Uh, We have a lot to unpack here on this episode of Culture Shock. Yep, that's right. That's a sentence for you right there. Topless trans activists at a White House Pride event. Our ancestors are definitely rolling in their graves as I'm saying this, so let's just jump into this if you have no idea what I'm talking about. You know, maybe you somehow gloriously missed this story. I'm jealous of you because it's been all over my Twitter timeline. It's disgusting. It's a disaster. Let's recap it. So basically, a transgender activist and social media star who attended the White White House Pride event earlier this week ran around the White House lawn topless, making TikToks, filming himself, herself, whatever your prerogative is, like topless, like naked. For people watching, here is a video of what I'm talking about. Welcome to the White House. Thank you. (laughs) Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Year. Happy Pride Life. Yeah. Transgender children. You are beautiful. You are heard. You belong. You are understood. You are loved. And you belong. Some of the bravest and most inspiring people I've ever known. I mean, you're welcome. Good folks. Can we take a little video? Hi, Mr. President. It is an honor. Trans rights are human rights. Oh, it's a video. And let's not forget that our president, Joe Biden, once tweeted, we need to restore honor and decency to the White House. Perfect. Perfect description. Absolutely perfect. Um, what's There's a lot of things to discuss about this, but first and foremost, I want to say that these events and these people, these influencers, these crazy trans activists are ruining it for, like, the normal people. Like, the normal people who just want to, like, live their lives. Like, you know, the people in, like, the gay community who don't want all this attention, who don't want all of this, like, you know, all this spotlight. They just want to, like, live their lives normally, like, as anybody else would, you know, straight or gay. They're ruining it for, for them. And it's giving the entire, like, you know, gay community, transgender community a bad name. Not everybody wants, you know, I, I hope not everybody would want to run around stripping on the White House or twerking on kids in drag makeup to say that they're included in the community. Not everybody wants that. Um, Basically, I think that we're doomed. Um, Trans activists walking around naked at the White House um, in front of our decrepit president um, are the same people who demand respect and equality when in reality they want to stand out with their outlandish you know, behavior and outfits and be treated as superior to everyone else under the guise of like, oh, I'm I'm in the minority. I'm a minority. So you should respect me and treat me better than everybody else. That's not equality. They must be new here. That's not what people who want to be equal, like, believe in. They don't want to be elevated above, you know, other people or other, like, members of another community. They want to just be, like, treated, like, normal and, like, the same. Like, they're ruining it for, like, the people who are gay, who just want to, like, 
be normal and like, you know, go to work, come home, like be with our family and friends. They're ruining it for those people who don't want all this attention. So not only was there a trans, gay, topless, nudist, or whatever you want to call him, her, at the White House, but there was also a, here's a photo for people who are watching, but if you're not watching, I will gladly explain this one to you. There was a progress pride flag hanging from the White House, sandwiched between two American flags, you know, deeming like the pride flag is our new like religion or something. So the White House press secretary, Biden's press secretary, was asked about these two situations, about this transgender topless person and a pride flag being, you know, displayed at the White House. You can watch or listen here to the first question that a reporter asked if the progress pride flag violated the U.S. flag code. Take a listen. There's been some criticism also of um, the White House, the flag placement, the pride flag violating the U.S. flag code. Did anybody notice that or, or fail to notice that or was it a, an intentional statement? Could you just explain what happened. With that? So the administration was proud again uh, to display uh, the pride uh, flag. Uh, it was a historic event at the White House. Uh, it's centered around the love uh, around love and family, and I think that's important. And uh, so, you know, we're not going to, to let anyone distract us from that. What was the meaning of the day? What was a, a, the meaning of having families here and to celebrate a community? I'm certainly not going to get into protocols from here, or uh, I'll leave that to others. And so, uh, you know, we're proud of this historic event that we were able uh, to put together uh, here on the South Lawn for our families, and uh, so I'll leave it there. Nope. That's not an issue. We're just supposed to, you know, bow down and salute the progress pride flag, I guess. Our enemies must be laughing at us because we are appearing weaker than usual and nobody, nobody's taking us seriously. This is a joke. That is a joke. Nobody fought, bled, died for that flag. You're running a flag that does not speak for all Americans. If you want to speak for all Americans, you should run the American flag, hang the American flag. The American flag. Why would they do something that's intentionally like divisive? Why would they put up a pride flag that's intentionally not, you know, all encompassing and representative of the American population? The White House press secretary was also asked about the transgender streaker, I guess we can call this individual, um, who graced the White House South Lawn with his or her presence. Um, and she was basically asked if like stricter rules will be enforced for future events because the White House did put out a statement saying that that behavior was like unacceptable. And the White House press secretary did comment on it. But what's really interesting is like the last couple of lines of her response, and I will play the video or the audio for you to listen to right now. On the exposure incident on the South Lawn, uh, having received the statement that uh, the White House believes that was inappropriate, disrespectful, is there going to be a greater effort in the future to communicate a code of conduct for White House guests? Look, we've, as you mentioned, the statement uh, that we put out, you heard from us earlier today, uh, the, the behavior was simply unacceptable. Uh, we've been very clear about that. It was unfair to the hundreds of attendees who were there to celebrate their families. Uh, so 
you know, we're going to continue to be clear on that. And uh, that type of behavior is, uh, as I said, unacceptable. It's not appropriate. It's disrespectful. And let's not, uh, it, it really does not reflect the event that we hosted uh, to celebrate the LGBTQ plus families. Again, hundreds of families who were here uh, to celebrate uh, their community and who were here in attendance. So um, look, individuals in the video uh, certainly will not be invited to future events. And uh, this is, has not occurred before, right? This is not, this was not a normal thing that has happened under this administration. Uh, but we've been very clear about how, uh, how we saw this particular uh, behavior. Saying that the behavior does not reflect the event that the White House hosted? Hello? Ye yes, it does. They went hunt, you literally encourage this type of behavior all the time. So much so that these topics are in, ch like, are in children's schools and like literature, like infiltrating our school systems. You absolutely encourage this behavior. You're just mad that people on both sides of the aisle are like, maybe someone who's, I don't know, nude shouldn't be at the White House. Now you're standing up and saying like, this was unacceptable and like, you know, irresponsible and unfair, disrespectful, not appropriate. All these like buzzwords so people stop getting so like pissed off and angry at you. It does not reflect the event that the White House hosted. You're telling me that you putting on a pride event at the White House, you didn't expect people to do like dumb things like this. Unbelievable response. Hilarious response, to put it, to be frank. And a lot of articles have come out saying that this transgender influencer will not be welcomed back or like invited back to future White House events because of this behavior. Very interesting. We'll keep tabs on that because this story seems to kind of still be in the news cycle with just how ridiculous the entire thing was. All right, continuing on, I'm going to keep talking about the White House press secretary for a minute now because another clip that I just found wild that was on the news past couple of days, and I don't think it's going to be going away. Biden's press secretary goes after a reporter basically saying that it's like transphobic and dangerous to insinuate that people, men who are in women's females locker room, would ever, like, assault them or be dangerous to women. That is not something that is unheard of. There are parents on both sides of the political aisle who are saying that they have fear that their daughters are going to be in uncomfortable situations with biological men. And, like, just watch this clip of what this reporter asks, a very normal and, like, standard question, and just listen to how the press secretary like twists twists the answer what would the president say to parents out there who have daughters uh, let's say in high school for example who are worried that their daughter may have to compete against a male a, a, a person born male and then and there could be directly in physical athletic competition and worry about their daughter's safety so look uh i'm what you're alluding to is basically saying that transgender kids are dangerous it sounds like that's what you're saying well you're saying you you're saying that their safety is at is in, is is at risk yeah but you're 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 laying out a broad kind of broad example or explanation of what could potentially happening a broad a broad example explain that is dangerous that is a dangerous thing to say that essentially transgender kids we're talking about are dangerous what a twist right like how did kids 
getting assaulted in locker rooms or changing rooms get twisted into this reporter being transphobic. Like, this is an issue that is on a lot of parents' minds. Like, Corrine should stop acting like it's not a serious problem. It's, like, not only unfair for these biological men to be competing in women's sports, but it's unsafe on and, like, off the court, you know? Like, on and, like, on and off of the gameplay, behind the scenes. Like, it's just not a safe situation. Like, when are we going to reach a point where we, like, cross a line and say, like, you know what, this is, like, this is enough. Like, that's, like, when are we going to get to that point? Because according to the press secretary, everything is dangerous. These words are dangerous. This rhetoric is dangerous. Your concern over your children being attacked or humiliated or assaulted is dangerous. It's transphobic to be scared of your daughter being in a locker room with a boy. No, it's not concern or fear. It's just transphobic and you're a bigot and you're a transphobe. Like, the White House won't look into instances where girls are actually being hurt and injured and attacked on and off of a court or, you know, on and off of, like, out of a pool, for example, during either locker room exchanges or on a field or a court because they don't care. They don't want to hear specific instances because they don't want to have... They don't want the stories. They don't want to know the truth behind it. Like, their feminism and their oh, we stand up for women, is phony. It's apparent how phony it is. They're frauds. They don't care about women. They have this guise up that they're here to support women when, in fact, they're here to support men who are pretending to be women. And that's just that's just the fact. Like, that's just the fact of the matter. They're frauds. There are so many stories of women coming forward saying, I was hurt on a volleyball court. I was traumatized in a locker room I felt uncomfortable here I felt uncomfortable there and the White House just continually goes I I pretend I do not see it you know I pretend I do not hear it because that doesn't add into their story and their ideology and their, their this push of this lie that trans athletes performing and competing in women's sports is a good thing and it's safe and it's encouraged that doesn't add to their storyline that they're trying to push and it's scary like these young girls who are just starting to get very competitive in their sport might be competing with boys young boys who whose parents were deranged and demented enough to say yeah you can be a like johnny you can be a little girl yeah go play with the girls john like what it's it's scary like i would be terrified All right, something that's like moderately on a bit of a brighter note, which is a little funny. Um, This is a video that was people in my office were showing around. It's very funny. There's a TikTok that went viral of a liberal woman going on a rant about how it's hard to find a masculine man who isn't a conservative. For those of you watching, here's a video. Or if you're listening, here you go. Do you want to know one of the saddest realizations I recently had? Was that as a liberal woman... It is really hard to find a man who is willing to play the more traditional masculine role in the relationship in today's day and age. Who is not a conservative? A man who wants to pay on the first date, who wants to open your door, who has that want and desire to take care of you and to provide. Who is not a conservative? And obviously as a liberal woman, I do want to be respected for my independence. And I do want to have my own autonomy in the relationship and not be confined or conformed to the traditional female homemaker, childbearing role. And most of the men that I've dated who do have that more natural 
provider masculinity about them are normally conservative. So I don't really know what to do because I don't want to compromise my morals and values just to find a man. But am I asking to have my cake and eat it too? She is so close to understanding. She is almost there. Like you're almost saying what you need to be saying. They're finally catching on to the values that women want in men and they're conservative ones. Fellas, is it Republican to hold the door open for, for your girl? Fellas, is it Republican to pay for the first date? A man who wants to pay on the first date, who wants to open your door, who has that want and desire to take care of you and to provide, but you can't find one who is not a conservative. Like, I personally never really understood why girls would feel, like, so fulfilled in relationships where, like, the guy wasn't acting like the guy. I never really, like, you know, you do you. Like, if you're happy in your relationship, that is what's important, right? But I never really understood it. Like, that just so could not be me for, for like, a million miles for a million years. But I think now that women are starting to catch on that the conservative values that they're, like, so scared of and that they... That's repulsive conservatives and Republicans, blah, 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 are actually like the guys who have the morals and the values that they want. These liberal women are realizing, hey, I actually want that in a man. It's funny. And just another example of even when you apologize to the woke mob, it will never be enough. And you might, in fact, lose your job over it. The Toronto Blue Jays pitcher Anthony Bass, um, shared an anti-LGBTQ ABCDEFG plus video on Instagram. And as you can probably guess, he was like immediately like shit on for it. Like that's, you're a bigot, you're a transphobe. And he was just like, hey, that's against my like religion and my beliefs. But what's funny and sad, but still funny about it, is that he basically apologized, which... You can believe that was a good thing to do or not. Doesn't Not really the point of this. But even after he apologized and things kind of proceeded as normal, like there weren't any repercussions because he seemed like he was sorry about it, he was let go. The pitcher was let go. He had appeared in 22 games this season and was even booed by his own team's fans earlier in the month. He said that the video... Uh, the video reflected his Christian beliefs. They had a productive meeting and um, he moved on and then he was cut very soon after an anti-LGBTQ host. And this is because he, the general manager told the media that the pitcher's stance had become a distraction in the clubhouse. His beliefs and his feelings, his religious beliefs, his Christian beliefs, became a distraction in the clubhouse. So just remember that even when you're apologizing to these people, they don't care. If they want you out, they will remove you. If they don't agree with you, they will silence you and they will ostracize you. No, no conservative voice, no matter how big, how small, is safe, which is why people need to keep doing this to bring eyes and ears to these stories of how unfair these situations are for conservatives. This doesn't happen if a liberal freaks out and screams and cries over something, I don't believe that this is right, or I hate Republicans for this, or this. I don't agree with this. If they run their, their one of their million 
agenda, you know, talking point topics, they're praised. They're celebrated, literally celebrated. There's just an entire event at the White House for this Pride Month. If you're, you're celebrated, you are recognized, you are given awards. But the minute you say, I don't believe in this, I don't agree with this, but like you live your life, like you do you, but I don't want this to be in my life. Suddenly you're the problem, you're the bigot. You will be silenced because you have to cave and take a knee to this woke mob that is infiltrating every single area of our life. And it's just sad that he probably isn't even the only pitcher, you know, only player in the MLB who agreed with this, but was probably scared of saying something or doing something because they knew that their like livelihood and their career and their love for the sport depended on their opinion aligning with the woke sports world. You know, once upon a time, sports used to be just about the sport, but now politics and like identity games and 36 genders are all being intermixed with sports and ruining the fun for everybody else. So it's, yeah, it's really sad that this is just one of many situations, I'm sure, of people being silenced and, you know, getting repercussions for speaking out about what they believe in. And I don't really know. I don't think it's going to be changing in the next couple of, you know, months or years with the way that the trajectory that these stories have been going. But nonetheless, that is not a reason to stay quiet about these types of things, for sure. We'll keep tabs on everything that I just talked about here today and anything else that kind of comes up in this, like, woke transgender world that's going on. A lot of the topics that I've been covering in the podcast seem to be relating to this, you know, LGBTQ community nonsense. Um, And I love talking about these topics. I think it's great. I love talking about the whole women's sports, you know, debate and how wrong it is for men to be competing in women's sports. So if there's any other topics that I haven't hit on or you want me to continue hitting on, um, please let us know. These videos are on our YouTube for Town Hall, our Twitter, Instagram. You'll see them around. My Twitter is at Lindsay Wygo. You can follow me on there. I will be posting some clips from Culture Shock as well. So if you see anything or you want me to touch on anything, leave comments and replies because that sounds like a blast to incorporate people's you know, ideas and topics into further episodes. So until then, I will see you guys in the next video. Or if you're listening to me, you will hear my voice soon enough. Okay, goodbye.